0: Welcome to the Faithfully Entrusted Podcast with Pastor, Author, and Teacher Dr. Travis Tyler. I am Zachariah Pugh, and I will be your host. Welcome back to the show, Travis. How are you today?
1: I'm great, brother. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome. The Vols are winning unprecedented times in the uh, state of Tennessee. For those who are you, listening,
1: man, this is incredible. incredible it's fun, isn't it?
0: It's fun. It's fun, fun to be a Vol fan again. It's fun, and uh, and you know, I, it it's just fun. It's just fun. It's just fun. And I hope everybody else is out there enjoying their time this fall. It's beautiful. The, the, the weather's crisp, the leaves are turning. It's been a really beautiful fall in Tennessee. Uh, I was up in Kentucky. It was beautiful there. We've had a lot of dry weather, which helps with that fallness and, uh, just love the seasons. Love how beautiful it has been. I want to thank everybody who's been listening. I've been getting some feedback from folks. Um, and we really appreciate your listenership. And if this uh, podcast has been a blessing to you, please share it. Um, We really want to get it out there to as many people as we can. I always try to remind people every few episodes that Travis Tyler is a pastor in East Tennessee and does an amazing job there in Elizabethan, Tennessee. And I am just a lay guy here in uh, middle Tennessee uh, working in the business field. But we try to bring this podcast together for you to give you two perspectives. Here's the perspective of a guy who's been in the ministry for 20 plus years and the perspective of a guy like me who's been a Christian all my life. Uh, but never been in the ministry. And so we hope that this will be a blessing to you. So we've been on this series, What Does a Mature Christian Look Like? Uh, and in every episode in the notes, I put in um, kind of the, the the ones that we've done already. Uh, and today we're on to number four, and it's a short one. Um, an active participant, faithful to service, and displays the heart of a servant. So Travis, kick us off. What sure. does this mean exactly?
1: Well, today's theme is obviously service, but the verse that really rings through my mind when I wrote that and thinking through that was Philippians 2, 5 through 7, as Christ is the ultimate example of a true servant. And it says this, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Mm. You know, uh, this is a beautiful verse. I mean, this this verse here, it's a Trinitarian verse, first of all. So it you know, reminds us that Jesus is God in human form, you know. But it says here, you know, in, in any situation that Jesus was in on earth, any situation, he did not have to have any patience or tolerate anything whatsoever you know he was god himself you know so in the in the pair in the part of the bible where satan tempts him after he's been in the wilderness he could have immediately just called down a horde of angels and just drove satan back that way uh when he was in the upper room he did not have to wash the feet of the disciples i mean you think about how gross feet are anyway and then first century sandals oh and yeah the dirt and i mean that's like the most lowly position you could take the creator of the universe who molded the mountains with his hands are washing the feet of the disciples i mean this is it's an unprecedented example of what it means to take a humble servant position
0: and the, and and his whole life was service, you know, serving yes. other people, um, putting other people's needs first. This may be off on a bit of a tangent, but I know that a lot of people, we, we a lot of people go through things and both of us have been through things perfectly, per, uh, personally. And there's a time I came to this kind of realization a few weeks ago about I wouldn't say that I was angry with God. I was frustrated with maybe some of the things that I'd had to be put through and I don't know this, uh, do some study and some other things. I just came to this synopsis of, I have no right to be angry with God because what I deserve is complete and utter death and annihilation. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. what most of us, if we were being hung on a cross and had been beaten and cursed at, what would we'd wanted to do? Well, we let's call down the angels and wipe all these filthy humans out. And, mm-hmm. and God, God did not do that. Jesus did not do that. And I just came to this realization, like, I have no right. I have no right to be angry with God because he's given me breath and life and blessings. And, you know, I have another day on this earth. I have children who are healthy. Um, and it just kind of, it, 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 it was funny when you were bringing up that the picture of Jesus on the cross or even when he was being tempted by Satan. Like, we have got to remind ourselves of what Jesus did as God. Dying on a cross, taking on sin, um, washing people's feet, you know, dealing with all the nitpickiness of the disciples, dealing with all the arrogance and uh, foolishness of the Pharisees, and not absolutely making them into a greasy spot, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. which is what I would do. And, mm-hmm. and so those are those moments where I'm like, man— like, I have no right. <laughs> I mean, I have no right uh, to even question his decision-making because of because he went through what we went through. I think we forget that. I know it's simple. It's a simple statement. But, man, he went through what we went through. There's nothing that any of us will go through on this earth that Jesus didn't go through.
1: Right. He, he was just like us and tempted in all things that are like us. But the difference is he won the victory over all those temptations, whereas we fail. But, you know, I, I think that um, I'd like to draw the conversation here down to some specific applications, I guess, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So where where are some places that we can serve? That would be a good question as Christians. And what what does, you know, what does it mean to serve, you know, other people? That would be a couple of questions that I would. I would draw us to. So let's start with this. Where are some places that we can serve?
0: Well, I mean, we can serve in our church. Yes. Um, we can serve our pastors. We can serve. I think service can look a bunch of different ways, right? Like, I mean, uh, an encouraging note to your I've brought this up before, an encouraging note to your pastor or to your, you know, small group leader or your Sunday school teacher, I think can be service. And then it could be something as, as physical as actually passing out food at your church you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, serving on in the nursery. Um, And then no greater love than this, than one
1: man's change another man's baby's diapers.
0: That's right. (laughs) That's that's exactly right. And then of course, service in our community, Um, helping in a little old lady across the street. That's a classic one, right? Yeah.
1: You know, you got to ask yourself a question, I guess, to really get at, are you at the heart of it or not? And that is, Is there anything that you won't do to serve others in Christ? Now, of course, you can argue Mm -hmm. within the bounds of biblical truth, right? So uh, I'm not asking you to think about immoral ways to serve or things that are biblically not right. So, you know, adultery and things like that are off the table. But
0: yeah, it's probably uh, not wise for, for me to go minister at a strip club. Right. right? That's probably That's not right. the smartest uh, decisions. <laughs>
1: there used to be a group called triplexchurch.com Have oh, you ever heard of this
0: group? No. No, I haven't. And
1: their target was people in the pornography industry. And okay. they would go set up tables in, I didn't know this until I read about this church, but apparently they have conventions, that, like I guess Pornography in America has okay. conventions. Yes, it, yeah. And they hand out stuff and whatever you can fill in the blank there, I guess. But they set up a booth and handed out Bibles at these conventions. Personally, I think it's a bridge too far. You know what That's I mean? That's tough. Because You're
0: putting yourself in a, a, a really how, bad How, how are you not
1: looking around getting an knife yeah. full and not sinning? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take those off the table, the bridge too far <laughs> scenarios. But let's just ask a simple one here. Would you scrub the toilets at your church? Would you do that? I recently uh, was talking to one of my members and her husband has a, cleaning company that he works for and they had called a a local group who were uh, helping people with addictions and they would send men who were dealing with addictions out to do you know cleaning jobs he said well i want the details on what they're going to be doing he said well they're going to be cleaning bathrooms they'll be you know cleaning up the kitchen area this 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 he said oh we don't scrub toilets we won't do that and i thought what a horrible statement to make, you know? Uh, you have got to be willing to even scrub the toilets if necessary, you know? Yeah. Uh, there, there can't be a job, a menial job, a humble job of service like that, that you're not willing to do.
0: I, and, I you, you and I talked about this. Re- Revelation 2.19 says, I know your deeds and your love and faith and service and perseverance and that your deeds of late are greater than at first. I think sometimes we forget, like, that's one of the things that when I was doing my study for this was that I wanted to find out how many times love and service come together. And I think kind of in answering your question is it doesn't matter. Like, I think if, if we're, if we have a heart of service and we're like, I'm here to serve, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, it doesn't matter. I remember – I'll tell this real quick story. I remember hearing a story about Tony Dungy, who's a believer, and he had been invited – when he was a Colts coach, he had been invited to an event, and he had just won the Super Bowl. It's Tony Dungy. He's a Hall of Famer in the oh, NFL. Yeah. I
1: shook his hand one time.
0: Yeah, incredible incredible man. Uh, he had lost a son, you know, to to suicide. I think this was like this year, that year. Like a lot oh. of stuff had happened in that couple years. He had been brought to an event, and he spoke – uh, and he signed some autographs and answered questions. And the night was wrapping up um, again, Tony Dunchy, head coach of the Colts. And he's standing in the back of the room kind of by himself. Cause like people have all left. And the, the guy who had invited him came up and said, Tony, what's wrong? Like, what's, what are, like, what, what are you, what are you doing here? And he goes, he goes, I just wanted to make sure you were finished with me. I didn't want to leave before you were done with me. And so he, he stood in the back of the room and waited to be released by the guy who had brought him. And I just thought, what unbelievable, Mm -hmm. like, humility and service Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, I'm going to be here. I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. And I mean, most people, me, I'd have been like, Hey, I'm here. I'm doing you a favor. You know, I'm going to do my thing. Sign my autographs and then get the heck out of here as quickly as I can. And I think sometimes, you know, when you have a heart of, of, when you're loving others, you know, which is what Jesus said is the greatest commandment, right? Um, When we love each other, it doesn't, you know, you whatever you're asked to do, you do it. And when I mean, I, th- this speaks to me because I am not great at service, you know, I'm not great at service, but my uh, goodness, the the times think, when you do it, I man, God really does bless you back for that stuff. I think that's the thing.
1: Man. Oh, yeah, I think a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, this is particularly a problem even among pastors. You know, I know a lot of pastors that won't serve. Not necessarily churches. Well, I I have heard pastors say things like, I will never serve an established church. I will only plant churches. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure about that attitude and the heart behind that. I've heard pastors say, I will only serve established churches. I won't serve church plants. And again, Mm -hmm. I wonder about the heart behind that. And then also, you know, whenever there's cleanup and things like that, you know, are you too good to grab a broom or to fold a chair or do whatever? There's always work to be done with the church and in people's lives. Um, I think a great service that you can do to other people is to just engage with them. Yes. Be the one to just reach out and engage with them. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are just sitting back and waiting and they're not going to engage. They're not going to serve that way for whatever reason. Maybe they're introverted Maybe they're selfish and self-centered. There could be a lot of reasons why people won't reach out. Um, And so I think engaging people is critical in service, you know, call, text. And there's so many ways to do that now. DMs, you
0: know. Tons of of ways to reach out and and engage people and have community. I mean, that's what Jesus did, right? He was was always wandering off. Wandering off to have a relationship with somebody or to spend time in prayer. And, uh, that's That's another
1: way to serve people is to pray for them. That's right. Some of you may be listening to this and you're like, physically, I can't, you know, can't scrub floors. I can't scrub toilets. I can't contort my body that way anymore. You can pray for people and you can send them a note that you're praying for people and you'd be surprised what kind of good that will do.
0: Oh, there's, there's a million ways to do it. If you want to reach out to us, there are a couple of ways to do it. Our email is faithfully interested at gmail.com, Or you can always text us your thoughts and comments to 423-707-2504. Reach out, tell us what you think, how we can pray for you, just like we talked about. It would be Travis and I's joy to, to pray for you if you brought us something specifically, any topics that you'd like to hear and uh, have Dr. Travers and I discuss. We would love to hear from you. And if you are listening to this podcast, you've obviously figured out how to find us, but we do ask that you share our podcast People can listen to our podcast wherever podcasts are listened to, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Playlist, just to name a few. So please share a podcast if it has been a blessing to you. We want to get this out to as many people as we can, not for our own uh, joy and happiness, but just because we we believe this is something that can uh, change hearts. And that's our ultimate goal is to uh, share the gospel of Jesus wherever we can. So Travis, as we wrap up uh, today's episode on what does a mature Christian look like? I'll read it again. An active participant, faithful to service, displaying the heart of a servant. And that servant that we all want to emulate is Jesus. He was an incredible servant. You talked about washing of the disciples' feet, how he served um, everybody. And I think that's the point. Like if you go back and read your Bible, man, Jesus served in so many ways. He physically served. He gave his life for us and his body for us. Um, sometimes he served by just chilling and hanging out with people. Um, I mean, if you're one of the, you brought up an interesting point. You're one of these people that's like, man, I can't get down and scrub floors. I can't do that. You know How many elderly people are out there that would just love for someone to just come sit with them mm-hmm. and just talk to them and spend time with them. Um, you know, and there's, and there's certainly different service looks different in different times of your life. But uh, the the closer we walk with God, the sanctification process that happens um, through becoming a mature Christian. And, you know, th- there, there are stages in your life where you can do different acts of service.
1: Zach, I think you've got a nugget for us today.
0: I do. I do. And I think you're, you're going to maybe drop one on us too, but um, I love this. This is from John Calvin. There's nothing that can give us more genuine feeling of compassion than to put ourselves in the place of those who are in distress. Mm. There's nothing that can give us more genuine feeling of compassion than to put ourselves in the place of those who are in distress. When I hear that quote, I think about sometimes we are especially middle-aged us guys working on careers, pastors, we're running so hard we miss the people that are just sitting there. We can't have compassion on somebody because we can't even stop to slow down to see that we need to have compassion on a person. We just maybe judge them for why are they being the way they're being. I know I do that. So slow down, take a breath and and see what people are going through.
1: See, see what they're going through. My dad used to always say, son, be kind to everyone. Everybody's having a hard time.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: And I thought that was good. So I think it's good enough nuggets for today. Don't you think you like that? That last one was Jack Tyler. That's mine for the day.
0: Yeah. That's a nugget. That's a nugget. (laughs) That's a family nugget. nugget that's today. even better. That's a golden nugget. Right. I think we're good. I think that's a golden nugget. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, what does a mature Christian look like today? We talked about uh, being just a servant, you know, just like Jesus was for us. We really, really appreciate your listenership. Please share our podcast again if it has been a blessing to you. For Dr. Travis Tyler, I'm Zachariah Pew. Join us next time when we open God's word to find out how Christ has faithfully entrusted us with his word. We will see you next time. before